everybody lift your hand. Say, Father. Father. Say, Father. Father. I intercept. I intercept and interrupt and interrupt every ungodly influence every ungodly influence in Toronto in Toronto in my life in my life in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I establish the will of God I establish the will of God I comfort my miracle I comfort my miracle I switch the atmosphere I switch the atmosphere and I declare and decree and I declare and decree in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus that this atmosphere that this atmosphere is suitable it's suitable for the glory of God. For the, for the glory, glory of God. God. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus Everybody name. give the Lord a big hand of praise tonight. Let me hear of you give Jesus Christ a big shout of praise in the building. Hallelujah. Can you please give the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords the highest praise? Everybody give him the highest praise. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Now, it's important that we uh, deal with this subject of the laying of hands. I believe that it's not just a message for Supernatural Life Center alone. I believe this is not just a message for you as an individual alone. But this message is crucial to the body of Christ. Because oftentimes... People of God are oblivious of the things going on in the realm of the spirit. I want you to understand tonight that what gives us an edge, what gives us an advantage is that we are spiritually minded. The Bible says to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. We are spiritually minded. And as such, we navigate the things of the spirit with clarity. And the things of the spirit are contradistinctive to the things of the earth realm. They are not the same. If the Bible tells us that the earth, that, 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 that the flesh, it has no capacity to fulfill the righteousness of God. So whenever those of us who engage life on the rule of engagement of the things of the spirit... We can never be able to uh, approach things by the earthly formula. We know that we operate by a higher order. We know that God's hand is over our lives. And we know that God has ways by which he moves. Now, scriptures constantly speak of the transference of spirit. Spirits are transferable. And in the end time, as we approach the coming of the Lord... I believe that the portals are getting open more and more and more. And there is, as it were, a, a, a greater dimension of the transference of spirit. My God, spirits are being transferred now more than ever in human history. Why does it seem like spirit are being transferred? The Bible says to us in the book of Revelations that the devil in chapter 12 has come down to the earth with a great wrath, for he knows that his time is short. So number one, spirits are being transferred, either God's spirit or the enemy's spirit, because we approach the end of time. The devil is working, the devil is moving, and he's using all forms and all means to cause, hallelujah, demonic influence to move from one person to another. 
The same thing, God is moving and is causing his anointing to move from one vessel to another at an astronomical rate more than we've ever seen in any time in human history. Number two reason why it seems like our spirit transference is really strong in these days is because we have many technology that allows communication to be at the snap of a finger all over the world. And because everybody now seems to have a tool, everybody have a platform, everybody in the world now has an opportunity, whatever they feel like saying, to only get a, a phone, a little device with internet connection, anybody can connect it and they can begin to declare things into the atmosphere. Okay, so there are many ways by which spirits are transferred. Number one, by vision. A spirit can be transferred by what you see. Whenever you see evil, it can be a point of contact that opens the eye gate for a spirit to be transferred with you. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 6, the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Isaiah had a revelation of God in the Old Testament, including the New Testament. God is able to impart people with an anointing just by showing them a vision. Hallelujah. The spirit of the Lord is upon me and he, he, he showed me. He revealed this to me. And by the impartation of the eye gate, you can have access into an, a realm of the spirit that you did not know about before. Let me hear you say amen. A lot of people have witnessed tragic events of somebody committing suicide. I met a young lady who witnessed somebody dying and the spirit of death was literally trailing her. She said, I don't know what happened, but ever since I was the first person to witness this individual who hung himself, I've not been able to recover myself. It looks like a part of me left me just by seeing something that's negative or something that's demonic and access was opened in our spirit and the transference of spirit was done to her. So we live in this time and age whereby pictures and imagery of all kinds of things is flying over the internet. And you have to cover your loved ones with the blood of Jesus, especially little children. You have to open your eyes and make sure that you do not allow the little ones to be exposed to something that can alter the course of their lives. People have seen something in one minute and their entire life changed completely. They can never be the same after they see something that impacted on them. It was not as much of the image that they were looking at, but it was a demon that was moving in through that image. A whole lot of people spend countless hours on the internet watching the demonic things, pornography, and dabbling in the dark art, and their lives are never the same again. Whatever you see, you receive. Okay, so what you can do is you can control what you see. But after you, after some, you see something, whatever you see is seeing you. Every image has an influence behind it. A lot of people, I, I remember a couple many years ago in London, and I shared that testimony here that went on vacation and they, and they ended up buying artwork. They buy a piece of art and they brought that so-called beautiful artwork into their home and, and chaos began. Confusion started. The husband lost his job. The wife lost her job. They were going to lose everything. 
until God had to send somebody who had discernment into the power of transference. My God, the transference of spirit through pictures. And this woman of God said, what do you have in this house? She, she looked at that painting and instantly she knew that it was already uh, uh, spelled. It was already demonic. It had already cast a spirit on it. And that was the reason why things are happening to them. We got to be careful the clothing that we allow our little children to wear. Because some of those clothing, they have images, my God, that you should not put on your children. Am I talking to somebody? One time, a, 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 a young man came to a, a one of our services and I literally had to take his shirt off of him and I had to give him a t-shirt from one of the, you know, a, a church promo shirts that, you know, got so good was available at my office at that time. I said, you wear this, this shirt. You should not wear this. I, I can't just remember the message that was on that shirt, but the message was so evil. Are you hearing me, somebody? That I could not watch that young man continue to represent that. People are constantly oblivious. They are ignorant of the power that images have. The power of pictures. What you are looking at is looking at you. You got to be careful. Number two, you can transfer spirit by words. Spoken words. Spoken words. You can invoke a blessing on somebody by a spoken word. You can also invoke a curse. Now I want you to understand tonight that every blessing is effective because a spirit was released when those words were spoken. And every cause is effective because a spirit was released. When you bless somebody, the power of God, the anointing of God is released. And the anointing goes to work to effect and to enforce and to legislate the potency of that blessing. The same thing happens when you curse somebody. Demons are being released. Demons are released. In the book of Genesis chapter 49, the Bible says that Jacob cursed Reuben. He cursed him. And, and the entire tribe of, of, of Reuben, the, all the Reubenites, they became cursed through the pronouncement of a word from somebody. Okay, so when we hear things, when we listen to music, my God, when we listen to a sound, you got to be sure that the sound that's coming to your spirit is able to build you, that is edifying, that is wholesome. Do not expose yourself, my God, to things that will not facilitate the will of God over your life. Be very intentional. Be very conscious about what you expose yourself to. So you can, our, our demons can be transferred, hallelujah, through words and through vision and also spirits is transferable through items clothing hallelujah strands of air okay a whole lot of people the enemy takes something from them something that belongs to them because they don't understand that every time that you use something there's a residue of your of your aura that's left on that thing the bible says that clothes handkerchiefs where aprons were taken from the body of Paul. Aprons were taken from the body of Paul. I, I, am I talking to somebody? Aprons were taken from the body of Paul. And they were placed on the sick and those who were possessed by demonic spirit. And the Bible says the spirit, the demons, they were leaving those people. 
The same way that the anointing of God can come over a, 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 an item, a clothing, shoes, anything that's personal. The same way spirit can be transferred. My God, you got to be careful that everything you put on your body is brand new. You got to be careful what you're taking. and what, uh, You got to walk, walk in consciousness of victory. You got to be careful that you're not taking something from somebody that you don't even know who they are, what they carry. Because people leave a residue of themselves in personal items. And those personal items can become a point of contact for the transference of demonic spirit or of a God experience. It, it, it is possible. It is possible for spirit to latch on something. It is possible for spirits to latch on animals, especially demonic spirit. It is possible for demonic spirit to latch on a, 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 a building. Some people, they get in a building and their peace will go. They move from an old house to a new house. Whenever I get into a hotel, as I travel the world, it does not matter how beautiful the hotel is. It does not matter how clean it is. It does not matter if it's seven star or 12 star. The moment that I get into a building, into a hotel, where I'm going to lay my head. You know what I do? I begin to sanctify the room. I begin to lay hands on the bed. Am I talking to somebody? I begin to bless it. I begin to uh, I, 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 I consecrate that place. Because I'm telling you something. As I started to uh, I, I move higher in frequency and capacity, in my anointing, in my calling, I discover that I can't just lie down anywhere. The moment I, I, I just uh, sleep somewhere that is not consecrated, somewhere that is not Hallelujah, anointed somewhere. That's why I tell you something. Whenever I'm out of my own element, that's why for me to travel somewhere or to just be in some kind of place, I got to be sure that where I'm going is in order. Am I talking to somebody? For, for you to be out of your own uh, uh, environment, hallelujah, your own, there's just something about my car. If you were to come in my vehicle right now, you will feel the presence of God. If you were to come in my home, you will feel the glory of God. And then when you go into a place that is not sanctified, you have to begin to adjust the atmosphere and make it suitable for you. Am I talking to somebody right now? When the U.S. president or some important individual, whenever they wanted to go somewhere, you will see that they will send ahead a team that's going to make sure that that place is conducive. And that's a problem that many believers are making. They think God is going to come anywhere. But the Bible says, prepare ye the way of the Lord. God does not manifest in every atmosphere. God is everywhere, but it's not manifested everywhere. And for God to be made revealed somewhere, you got to make sure that the atmosphere in your house is suitable for the glory of God. You have to make sure the atmosphere around you is consecrated. Your home is consecrated. Your job is consecrated. Your car, everywhere that you are, you got to make sure, hallelujah, that you do not allow any form of unrighteousness to prosper around you. Let me hear someone say, yes, Lord. So there are many ways by which spirits are transferred. You can have a spirit move from the mother to the baby in the womb. You can have a spirit. The Bible says that the baby in Elizabeth lived for joy. In fact, there was an expert uh, uh, research that was made 
that people who were addicted to certain drugs, am I talking to somebody? When they had children, those children had defects. Those children, they were, they, they were uh, having some health defects. And some of them were vibrating. Praise the Lord. Some of those children, they were acting like junkies. Why? Because their mother had used, praise God, when they were pregnant, uh, hard drugs. It impacted those children, not only mentally or physically, but spiritually as well. And we got to be careful. So out of all of the components of the transference of spirit, the most potent and the most powerful one is the laying of hands. Someone say laying of hands. The laying of hands is the greatest method of transference of spirit. Whether the spirit of God or the spirit of the enemy. Whether the anointing of God or the anointing of demons or there's no another or, or, or demonic spirit what matters is the laying of hands is the most effective and quickest way to transfer a spirit from one person to another why because touch 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 is the greatest expression of emotion is the greatest expression of spirit when somebody touch you they can impact your spirit quicker and faster than anything in fact if somebody was to impact your spirit through sound through strings of hair through some personal items through your voice or whatever it is or through something you heard us saying it might take a longer time to impact on the individual. But whenever a touch is put together, whenever somebody touch you, it, it, it is accelerated. It is accelerated. And, and I'm going to tell you uh, in the Bible, a couple of places where touch has been, amen, initiated and the things that happen in those places. Number one, the touch in the scriptures is the, is the transference of blessing. And another reason why touch is very powerful, I want you to hear me somebody, is that more often than not, when hands are laid, it's directed at the head. And because your head is the most important component of your spirit. Why is the head the most important component of your spirit? Because your head is the symbol of your identity. And your head is also the symbol of your destiny. Your head is the symbol of your dominion. When somebody is a leader, they said he's the head. And so whenever the head is compromised, what happens? The entire body is distorted. That's where your brain is. That's where the seat of your destiny is. And somebody might function a little bit if they were to lose an arm, if they were to lose an eye. If they were to lose their voice, if they were, whatever people lose physically, they must still function. But when somebody loses their mind, there's nothing in their body that's going to function again. No matter how 
strong or how powerful their physical body is, how fit they might be, they cannot function because the, the head is the seed of destiny. The head is the steering wheel, is the engine room of your life. And the moment something goes wrong with your head, you are, you are, you are, you are messed up completely. Let me hear someone say, yes, Lord. So the enemy targets the head. He targets your head. Because Satan knows I can do by the impartation in one day whatever it's going to take years and years to do. A lot of people have had hands laid on them and their life moved forward because the anointing that came over them, hallelujah, was able to fast track their, 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 their uh, journey. And some people had hands laid on them and it frustrated their lives completely. Come on, somebody say, yes, Lord. So we have to tell the Lord, Lord, protect me from every contrary hand. Somebody lift your hand. Say, Father. Say it again. Say, Father. Say it again. Say, Father. In the name of Jesus, protect me from every evil hand. Say, my head is exalted and protected in the name of Jesus. Say it again. Say, my head is exalted and my head is protected in the name of Jesus. So the head is a symbol of destiny. And the enemy will target your head. Why would he do that? In order to sidetrack a person's life. So laying of hands is firstly used to transfer blessing. Somebody say transference of blessing. So everything that I say about blessing, you think about it in the, in the other context, the context of a curse. In other words, when a blessing is transferred, it is possible for curses to also be transferred. In the book of Genesis chapter 48 and verse 14, the Bible tells us that Jacob blessed the sons of Joseph, Ephraim and Manasseh. And how did he bless them? He laid his hands on them. And he put his right hand on the younger and his left hand on the what? On the elder. And why did he do that? Look at my somebody. Why, why did he do that? Because you don't even understand that not is only not is, is, is the hand not only powerful, but in the Bible, but the right hand and the left hand, it means different things. So the right hand speaks of power and strength, but the left hand speaks of what? Peril. That's why the Bible said that the right hand of God do it valiantly. The right hand of God is exalted. So when he places his right hand on the younger, he's laying a higher dimension of the power and the blessing on the younger. And he put his left hand on the older. But he was able to transfer the blessing, the patriarchal blessing on these ones. He laid hands on them and blessed them on their head. He imparted them the same way the enemy can snatch people's glory. Just by laying hands over their head. Many times I tell you something. In the occult world. Many young people. They have swapped their glory by laying hands on them. And they had no clue that virtue had been tapped into them. Think of it this way. If blessing can be transferred by the laying of hands. Then curses can be transferred by the laying of hands. 
And that's why I declare tonight that every child in this room, I cover you with the blood of Jesus. And I also declare that anyone here who has been fighting battles in their lives because somebody who should not have laid hands on you have crept in on your life. If anyone that's fighting battle because a false prophet laid hands on you, an occult pastor, or because some kind of demonic activity was going on, a transaction that you knew nothing about, and it tapped into your glory by the laying of hands, I reverse the other tonight. I reverse the other tonight. I reverse reverse the order tonight. I reverse the order tonight. I reverse the order tonight. In the name of Jesus, I restore your glory. I restore your blessing. And I declare now that instead of the curse, there is a blessing coming. The Bible says when Isaac was going to also pronounce the blessing on Jacob, even though he had come to steal his brother's blessing, the scripture says he did what? He laid hands on him. When he laid hands on him, he began to pronounce what will happen in the years to come. It's very crucial. Number two, the laying of hands is for consecrating of the offering. Every time that the Levites and the priests in the old time were to bring their sacrifices to God, in the Old Testament, the Bible says God told Moses that they should lay hands on those offerings and bless them. Lay hands on it. Before hands were laid on it, it was just a stack of beef. But after hands were laid on it, it became an offering. Because it's not just because you brought something to the Lord that gave it value, but because it was received and the blessing was imparted. And the pronouncement of the blessing is as valid as what you bring to the Lord. And that's why I always like to pray on the offerings of the people of God. And, and, and say, God, this is not going to be an offering alone, but this is going to be what? It's going to be what? Not just money, but an, 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 an offering that's pleasing to God. Let me hear you say amen. This is not just money. This is an offering of God's people. And so also the um, laying of hands in the, in, in, in the scriptures is used to provoke impartation of gifts. To transfer gift. Paul said to Timothy. Stay of the gift that is in you. The gift that you have received. By the laying on of my hands. Stay of the gift. The, the gift of God. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 14. And also 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 6. Stay of the gift that's inside of you. The gift that you have been receiving. Through the laying of my hands. And again through the laying of the hands of the Presbyterian. The Bible says that Moses laid his hands on Joshua. And when he laid hands on them, on, 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 on Joshua, what happened? The spirit of the Lord rested upon Moses. The spirit of the Lord rested upon Moses. In, in, in the same vein... In the occult, whenever they are separating somebody for some work, they assemble together, gather around, and lay hands on that person. The Bible says, separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work that I've appointed them. And the elders of the church, they did what? They came around them. They did what? Laid hands over them, and they sent them away. 
So by the laying of the hands, they imparted them with the gift and with the anointing that is sufficient to carry on the assignment. Number four, laying of hands is for healing. Jesus Christ laid hands on the sick. And when he laid hands on them, what happened? He healed them. Jesus laid hands on them and he healed them. Jesus told the disciples to go out in twos. Hallelujah, glory to God. Go out in twos and preach the gospel and heal the sick. And he, they, they went and laid hands on them. And when they laid hands on those people, what happened? They were healed. Whenever we lay hands on the sick, they are healed. Now I want you to hear me, God's people. The Holy Ghost has been released on the day of Pentecost. And the fullness of the Godhead was revealed to man. Before the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, those who had the God experience in the Old Testament, they had only little piece and parchment of God's experience. Little tiny, tiny little piece of experience. And because the Holy Spirit was not particularly resident in them, the Spirit of God will come and use them and then leave them. The Spirit of God was now residing on earth. And he came to reside on earth after the day of Pentecost. And do you know that after the Holy Spirit has resided on earth, you read through your Bible, there's not one record of where people prayed and the revelation of God or the impartation of the power came from heaven. The only time that the Holy Spirit came from heaven was in the book of Acts chapter 2. The Bible says, Spirit of God came like a rushing mighty wind. And after that, every time that the Spirit of God fell upon a man, it came through a transference of spirit from a vessel to another vessel. That's how the anointing moves. That's how the anointing moves. When the Bible tells us in the book of Acts chapter 10, that Peter went to the house of Cornelius. What happened? After, as he preached Jesus to them, he saw some men there, man of God. The Bible says he baptized, as he was preaching, the Holy Ghost came on what? On those men. How was the Holy Ghost revealed? Through the words of Peter. Through the impartation of what? Of Peter. The Spirit of God moved on those people. And then he baptized them in water. The Bible said, Paul the apostle met some men. And he said, in, have you been baptized? And the Holy Ghost said, no, we don't know about any Holy Ghost. He said, into what baptism were you baptized? The baptism of John the Baptist. Then what did he do? He preached Jesus to them and baptized them in the name of Jesus. And the Holy Ghost came on them after he laid hands on them. So the anointing has moved from vessel to vessel. Vessel to vessel, vessel to vessel, vessel to vessel. And the same thing with demonic spirit. How many of y'all know that we have no record in the Bible that there have been other fallen angels and the devil's kingdom is just increasing? No. It's not as though new demons are coming. But the same demons that have been working the earth since the time of the fall are still the same demons that are working in the earth. So what are they doing? They're going from what? Vessel to vessel and vessel to vessel and vessel to vessel. And some spirits decide to inhabit some family line. 
They claim ownership of the ancestry and the genealogy of those families. The moment that somebody is about to die, and then they say the spirit leaves and go inhabit somebody else. And that's why some people notice that there's a pattern between them and their father, and their father before their father, and the father before the father before the father. Why? Because the spirit is being transferred. If nobody stops it, they will not stop. Demons don't stop themselves. If nobody stops the devil, it's not going to stop. And so we have to walk in understanding and walk in revelation, and we have to know that there is a reality in the transference of spirit. And the laying of hands becomes the gateway by which more than anything, spirits are being transferred on people. Let me hear you say amen. Whenever anybody imparts your spirit, and I want you to mark my word. I didn't say lay hands on your head. I didn't say touch your hair. Impart your spirit. Because laying of hands is more for the impartation of the spirit. There's access that the person gets directly into your spirit. And whenever somebody imparts your spirit, what happens? They can take you in a flash to wherever they have been. Am I talking to somebody right now? They can take you what? In a flash to wherever they have been. They can take you in a flash to wherever they have been. If somebody was in the valley, if they touched your hand or touched your head and imparted your spirit, they can drag you into that valley in split of seconds. If somebody was walking in the realm of power, in the realm of authority, in the realm of favor, in the realm of the anointed, in the moment that they lay hands on you, there's an impartation of the same grace that comes over your life. And you can function in the capacity which God has given to this individual. So that's why it's crucial that we do not open our spirit up anyhow. You cannot open your spirit up anyhow. You cannot let anybody just come over and lay hands over your head. The Bible said, test all spirit. You have to test the spirit that's at work somewhere. Because I tell you something. A lot of people's lives have been messed up by who laid hands on them. A lot of people's lives have been twisted mesmerized because they contacted a wrong spirit. In this generation where people lack depths of God and people judge the move of God by what they see and not by discernment and whatever looks like God they run to it. The Bible says having an appearance of godliness but denying the power of godliness. One of my daughters attended a conference. And before she went to this conference, this lady had come a mighty long way in victory. Because she came from a background of abuse, a background of addiction, depression. You name it, she's been there. 
and the Lord delivered her. And the moment she attended this conference, the hands were laid on her. And when she got home, every victory, everything the Lord had reversed in her life, they began to surface again. And it was happening in a flash. She was literally nose diving. And she was saying, Apostle, I don't know. But I don't even feel like getting up again. All the negative appetite that had been shredded and destroyed by the power of God, they were activated in her spirit. And she was feeling like just going back to her old ways. And God brought her to me. She was on my radar. I started to want to talk to her more than anything. Because then I've not heard from her for about three weeks. And she was on my radar. And the Spirit of the Lord said, call her now. So when I picked the phone, I called her. I said, how are you doing? Why is God bringing you to me so consistently? She said, because I'm in a big mess. I don't know what happened to me. But this preacher was coming from out of town. XYZ person. And I went to their conference and hands were laid on me. And it seemed like my victory was reversed. And the Lord says, speak the word now. So I said to her, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. You have to, number one, pray about everywhere that you go. Pray until you get clarity from God. And if you don't have clarity for whatever reason... Touch base with a trusted spiritual leader. Touch base with the authority, the spiritual authority in your life. I said, well, I want to do this. I want to go somewhere. Somebody's inviting me for this conference. Do you know about this person? I even have pastors. Look at my somebody. I have men of God. Sometimes they call me. And they said, the pastor, I'm, I'm, I'm having this restlessness about this and that and that and that person, what is your take on this? Because we know that the anointing of the summit is on your life. And you can judge spirits. You can test spirit. What is your take on this? And if I don't know anything, I say, I don't know. And if I know, I'll say, this is what the Spirit of the Lord say to me. It's important as believers in this end of days that we are aware that the devil is on rampage. And that we have a responsibility to protect the integrity of our own spirit. Laying of hands. Laying of hands. Very sharp. Very quick. Very, very accelerated. Something will be downloaded quickly into your spirit. And if it's not right, it creates a battle. It creates confusion. It creates confusion. It creates confusion. You can't open the door. No, you can't open the door. You have to protect your spirit. You have to protect your anointing. 
You have to stay under the glory realm. You have to let the Holy Ghost witness to you that this is right for your spirit. Otherwise, damage can be done to you. And many believers are put in a bad place. They're put in a bad place. I know so many people who are gifts. They have gifts. But other than the gift, they have character flaw. They have some struggles in their lives. They have a secret sin in their lives. In America, certain bishops secretly, they were dealing with homosexuality. And nobody knew about it. And when they laid hands long enough, homosexual spirit exploded in the church. Homosexual spirit was everywhere. Even though the people that they laid hands over did not know of their secret life. It, it doesn't matter that you don't know. And that's why Paul the apostle said to, to Timothy, do not lay hands suddenly on nobody. So that you are not partaker of the person's sin. So when hands are laid and a transference of spirit is established, a communication is activated from that person to you, you tap into that flow. And those men were just saying that they were having strange feelings for other men. Because the spirit of homosexuality had been let loose on the church through laying of hands. Spirits are grossly transferable. And we have to be careful. Somebody lift up your right hand and say, Father, I shut down every evil communication into my spirit through a demonic channel, a portal, a gateway in the realm of the spirit that's activated to destroy my destiny in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> the Lord told me today, when you're done preaching, I want you to lay hands on the people. Because the Lord said to me that we lay of hands, when God was giving me the revelation of the laying of hands, he said to me, hands, <clears throat> when they are rightly laid on people by the right source, the anointing of God is moving. Do you know what happens? Look in my eyes. You are activated. Your spirit is what? Your spirit is activated. It's just like you are jump started. Your battery, if it's low, if hands are laid on you, there's an activation of your spirit. And God said to me, we ought to be laying hands on people as often as we pray over them and have the saints constantly activated, imparted with the grace of God. And every service has a purpose. You come to some, to some services and God will begin to impart you with the spirit of prosperity. You come to some service, God will impart you with wisdom. God will impart you with the gift of the spirit. God will impart you with access to revelation. Prophetic gift can be imparted. And every service, the anointing that's moving in the house, as much of, 
opportunity we have to, to lay hands on people and to empower them with an anointing, they can manifest rapidly the grace of God that's at work there. If I were you, I will say amen. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I declare and I decree, in the name of Jesus, every evil hand that's laid on my life is cut off in Jesus' name. I declare and decree. Today, I tap. I have access into the God realm. 